And so use your own brain and, and just be open to the idea that what makes me unique is not necessarily my physical skills or my physical looks or what what's tangible, but it's this unique innate nature of who I am on the inside. We believe that you are strong by design and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. Hi, my name is Chris Wilson, and you're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life with today's expert. Hey, if you want the free seven worst testosterone killers report, then just text TESTO to 345-345. That's TESTO, T-E-S-T-O, to 345-345. And you'll get a text from me asking for your email. Then you'll get the free report sent to your email inbox. And if you're not in the U.S. or Canada, then you can grab the free report at criticalbench.com forward slash bonus dash video. Let's dive in. What's going on, everybody? Hey, it is Coach Brian with the Strong by Design podcast. And I have a special guest today. I've known him my entire life. I've probably have slept in the same bed with him many times. Mm-hmm. We've built forts together. We've probably punched and kicked each other. Uh, we've called each other names, but we've had each other's backs since day one. It's my brother. Hey, Critical Bench listeners. Strong by, strong by Design listeners as well. Hey, so my brother, Kenny, Kenneth Klopacki, blah, blah, blah. That's my brother. I'm Brian. That's Kenny. I'm Kenny. That's Brian. Hey, a lot of people confuse us, but I, I'm the better looking one. I'm the more mature one. <laughs> um, but we've got an awesome, awesome, awesome uh, podcast for you today. It's all on the topic of who you are, why you do what you do, and why that matters. So, we're two and a half years apart. Um, we've grown up together. I mean, we we're best friends to you know up until today. Hopefully, we're uh, <laughs> hopefully this goes well um, because we joke around a lot, we screw around a lot, and uh, that's what brothers do. That's right. So, Kenny, brother, your background. Tell everybody who's listening your background. Well, uh, as Brian had mentioned, um, we we probably know each other better than anybody else on the face of the planet, including our spouses. Uh, That's true. And uh, we we know what makes each other tick. We we know what makes each other mad. Um, and uh, my personal struggles after after growing up, getting out of high school, going to college, I always kind of not really knew what I wanted to do. Right? I always had these ideas and 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 knew I, I was destined for something great, right? Have you guys ever, you've believed that before, right? I'm, I know that there's got to be something greater for me in my life, right? So uh, we had great parents, you know, taught us well, um, have always supported us in everything we do and all of our adventures. But sometimes, you know, I think especially for guys, we we want to get out and we want to explore and we want to find our own way and forge our own path. And so this, where, where I'm at today, at 36 years old, started probably probably about, I don't know, 20 years ago, just right around the age of 16 and just beginning to come into my own um, and, and really discovering what what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and so I, I set out on the course like most people do, go to college, you get a job, get in a relationship, and then you still are left asking the question, well, what what am I really doing in my life? Yeah. What, what are you going to be when you grow up? Right. It's, it's kind of a unfortunately, a lot of people still joke around with that question, but that's that's a dangerous question to ask, especially if you don't know the answer to. A lot of people say, oh, when I grow up, and I mean, we, have, we I've talked to grown men who are 50, 60 years old that still are, hey, when I grow up, I'm going to do this. It's like, well, why that's aren't right. you doing that? That's right. So especially today in, today in today's age, the growing up age is becoming later and later and later. And, and I, I knew that I didn't want to become one of those guys where I'm 35 years old and not have a clue with what I wanted to do with my life and what I wanted to, what I wanted out of it. And so this, that, that, uh, question, that, that desire, that burning desire in my heart to really figure, figure out what that meant for me in my life and for the people that I was in relationship with 
set me out on this course. And so my background, I went to U- University of South Florida. I got a mar- marketing degree. I always loved um, just creating and, and coming up with the cool ideas. Um, I did that. Um, actually uh, had the opportunity to go uh, into seminary. Um, I went to Dallas Theological out in Texas and got a master's in leadership. And it was really at, at that place that that I truly discovered my passion, which is helping other people discover who they are, what their core uh, temperament is, what their core values are, what really drives them, what what wakes them up in the morning, what gives them life. Um, and I, I set out on this on this path uh, for the last couple of years to really help people uncover what their unique skill sets are, how they're wired, and why that makes all the difference um, in their life for 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 their success, not just financial success. And so when we talk about success today, financial success is probably the least important um, and least uh, stressed emphasis um, or emphasized aspect of what will define us success today. So growing up, I mean, for the, all the listeners out there, you, you don't know how we grew up. I mean, I know how we grew up, but I want to try to paint a, a more clear picture. Um, I mean, we did have a great home. Uh, we, we learned the lesson of hard work, you know, get your hands dirty, you know, take risks, things like that. Be adventurous. But where where in Kenny, where in your life did you find, you know, purpose? Where did you find satisfaction? Where did you find worth? And and how did you elaborate that and uh, to help you become the man you are today? Sure. Uh, our, our dad, Andy, is a great. Um, godly man, great example of a hard worker, um, always provided, was always there, spent so much time for us, gave up a lot in his life to really pour into you and I. And, and um, I, you couldn't ask for a better dad. Now, you know, every every one of us that are fathers knows our shortcomings, knows where we messed up. But we also tend to live in the shadow and um, the dark places that our dad lived in. And so uh, it was really identifying, thinking about you know, as I was transitioning into adulthood, adulthood, and just wrestling with these questions, is okay. What what did my dad struggle with? And so my our dad always struggled with um, taking risks, right? He knew what worked yesterday, and he was going to do the same thing that he knew would work yesterday. Um, he would do the same thing today, uh, so that he could do the same thing tomorrow. And so he was very calculated in everything that he did, and still does today. Um, which has tremendous value in so many people's lives. And he's very, very dependable, always shows up, always does the work. And that's why he's been successful is because half the time, all you got to do is just show up and you'll be successful. doesn't matter what business that you're in. doesn't matter if, if you're, you know, if you're looking at um, uh, uh, fitness as a way to, um, to become successful, maybe you want to lose weight or, you know, increase um, whatever you're looking at doing, uh, just showing up is is half the battle so let's talk about that word success that word success is uh so misinterpreted um thanks to social media thanks to these overinflated uh advertisements saying you know you create your own success and it usually has a dollar sign associated with it how do you find success and how do you how do you help change that the definition of success and the people that you work with that's a uh, that's a pretty deep question, there, Brian. Yep, bring it on. Uh, so it really, like anything, it's going to come down to where, uh, what you define, what your worldview is, because this, there's this entire world out there that defines success as position, but in reality, success is all about being able to give yourself away, because you've been given so many different things in your life uh, inherently, um, and also through the circumstances and people that have brought you up or have influenced your life, that you are you are the sum total of all those experiences plus your individual uniqueness that God's given you um, in your own life. So success in my book is being able to spend your resources, your time, your treasure, and your talent in the lives of people that enable them to become all that God's created them to be. So it's not this, success is not just this, this, this take, take, take and, and, and build me up. It's this multiplication um, of of the resources that you have in your life invested in other people's lives. That is success, um, and has always done well for me. Has always brought returns, both financial and and uh, personal and spiritual rewards for me. Um, and not just me, but in the lives of everyone that I surround myself with. So let's talk about your uh, wife's family and the family business. Um, sure. 
we, we don't need to go into too much detail, but how has that opportunity, that family business helped you and helped the family achieve success? Yeah. One in a worldly view, but also in a spiritual realm as well. Sure. Uh, so you know, my wife, uh, her family is a very enterprising family, came from nothing um, uh, and uh, very successful in everything that they do. And the core value that we strive for is to honor God and put others first, mm-hmm. knowing that we've been given these resources uh, to enhance the lives of, of our family, but also enhance the lives of those that work with us, um, those that we work with. Um, and in the communities that we serve. And so there's so many great, great lessons um, learning uh, that, that we've learned in the process of, of being married um, and, and growing the business um, and all the resources that they have uh, that, and that we share together. Uh, but one of the biggest things that we've always learned is that our greatest resource that we have is not bank accounts. It's not the assets that we have. It's our people. Um, and, and as a family, Understand, it's a very large family, you know, lots of cousins and relatives and nieces and nephews and aunts and uncles. Um, our biggest resource that we have is our people. Relationship. Absolutely. 100%, without a doubt. It's all about the people that we do business with, that we do life with. Um, and, and you've heard it said before, you can't, you can't choose your family. I guess you can in some circumstances, <laughs> or you can choose to leave your family. You, cho- you, can't, you didn't choose me. Wow. I didn't choose you. It was, I'm a gift to you, I know. So, uh, so one of the greatest resources that we have was the understanding and the knowledge and the awareness that our greatest resource uh, is our family, is the people that 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 exist in in our day to day lives. Not just our family, but also our work family as well, and the people that we get to pour into and that pour into us. So, let's talk more about relationships. I, I mean, we live in a generation and a culture that relationships are almost frowned upon, thanks to social media, thanks sure. to Instagram, thanks yep. to you know, headphones. I mean, everybody is in isolation. So, right. So let's talk more about relationships and how important they are. Gosh, I relationships. I mean, we were in a Bible study last night and the number one uh, thing about, you know, any type of success, whether it's in a marriage, whether it's parenting, it's relationships, right? It's creating a one-on-one or, a you know, a, a small group setting that builds and creates a legacy that's going to be passed on to the next generation. Right. Well, you would think that with all with the uh, advent of Facebook and, and Instagram and all the different modes, modes and methods of communication and, and community that we would be happy and uh, we would enjoy community with other people. But in reality, what's one of the biggest buzzwords today? Isolation, loneliness, suicide, mm-hmm. bullying, right? This is what happens when you take something that's that could that could, that has the potential to be really good, and it's used in a way that's not meant that that it was not meant to be, right? So we have this platform that was that was created for us to engage um, in community and fellowship with one another, and it's used to put people down, to bully people, and to make myself better than you. And that's really at the end of the day, what what happens all over the place. It happens within our own hearts and in our minds is that when we misuse the things that we've been given for good for, for ourselves in a selfish way, we end up hurting people. So today in, in our society, relationships are, I guess are really being redefined as to what, what it exists, what it means to exist in relationships, everything from churches to clubs, to gyms, sports uh, teams, sports teams, I mean, shoot, professional sports team. It doesn't matter what jersey you're wearing. It's just w- whatever name that, whatever whatever team name is on the top of the contract. That's what team you play for, right. right? And so we build these communities, and it doesn't matter who's playing. You know whose names are on the jerseys that we're supporting. It's the logo, right? It's an identity. And so I guess really at the end of the day is what what communities are you in, and and, and how do you identify the relationships that you're in? So. Let's talk about a little bit about business. Uh, you're a developer. I still don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you've you had the, the privilege and an opportunity, unlike many people, to do what you're passionate about. And that's helping people, networking, developing people, developing businesses, developing opportunities. So and you're, you're doing what you want to do. You're, you're not right. getting paid for it. You're, you're, I mean, you are. But... 
even if you didn't have a paycheck, you would still do what you're doing. That's, and right. that's developing and investing in people's lives. Well, see, the funny thing is, is that I, 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 I knew what I knew about myself and why I did what I did. I just could, I could never name it. So I always, I always knew that I was good at something, and I always knew why, where, where I was good at investing my time and my resources and how I could produce return. I just was never able to understand what it actually was. I can never identify and define it and really own it. Um, and it, re- it wasn't until I was in my master's degree program that I understood that I'm just a developer, right? I still don't even know what that means because that can take on di- many different shapes and functions. <laughs> yeah. But when people ask me what I do, I'm a developer. I'm a developer of people. Uh, I'm a developer of places, real estate. I'm a developer of relationships. Now, do you think you morphed into that or is that something that you're wired? Hey, real, I mean, this is what we're, this, we're getting to the meat and potatoes right here. This is the whole topic of this is who you are and why you're doing what you're doing. So did you morph into this or do you think this is how you were created from day one? When, when I take an honest evaluation and an honest look into my life and everything that I've done and every every experience that I've been involved in and thought about and felt in during those those experiences, it has been the same from the day that I could remember uh, my first memory or my first experience and knowing that this is who I was. And it wasn't about what I was going to do with it or what my position was, because I don't th- I know for sure that my personality, my core does not dictate my position. So who I am, who God wired me to be from the very onset is what I've always done um, from day one, at least as far back as I can remember. All right. So let's talk more about personality and core development, because this is something that I mean, I, I know this because uh, I mean, we've studied this together. We uh, we've created you know, business opportunities, uh, dealing with personality and uh, uh, self-assessment and things like that. So developing you as a developer, what what problems have you seen within organizations, uh, within masterminds, within these, you know, in, in, you know, inspirational events? Let's talk more about that, because a lot of problems or a lot of people are making these bold claims saying, you know, be the best version. You you do you. I do me. You know, think bigger. T- go 10x. A lot of this has to do with quantitative not really qualitative, you know, it's, well, let's talk more about that. Give me your, your professional and all your uh, personal experience with problems that people see on development. Yeah, there's a lot to really unpack. Uh, so I'll, I'll do my best. The, this whole idea of uh, masterminds and, and multiplication and all, it's all good, but a lot of it is inspirational Kool-Aid, right? You said it, there's no meat and potatoes. There's a lot of people that will give you great vision but they lack the execution or they lack a team that can help you execute or it's do it my way or this is what worked for me. I hope it sticks. See, the problem is, is that we're all created. We're all unique. We're, we're all made up of these different functions and systems, these different values that really drive who we are. So, for instance, extrovert versus introvert, right? Just two very simple things. A lot of people don't even understand what that means. They don't even understand how it applies to becoming a mastermind or becoming 10x or doing things that are great and grand. They don't understand how that plays into effect and why all that stuff matters. And so for a lot of these guys, they throw these they throw all the success out there. Of, you know, you need to be this. You need to do that in order to achieve this or whatever. But they don't understand. They don't tell you why you need to do. It. They don't understand. They don't walk you through the process of how to do something and how the process and why the process is so important. I'm sure like you, you've, you've taken a lot of these personal development assessments, right? You take the test, you take the assessment, and they're give, you're given a report of what you should and shouldn't do, or, you know, what, maybe what careers is your best, your best fit for, but then it just goes into a drawer, right? There's so much research out there that shows that if there is no program, if there's nothing affiliated with uh, these assessments to push people, there's, it's over a 95% failure rate because when people are left to their own devices and they're left to their own way of figuring things out without any guidance, they're going to fail. Yeah. It's those top 5%, I'd really say the top 3% of people that are driven, that have the entrepreneurial spirit, that have the vision and can capture that and can actually execute on it. But chances are, if you were to interview those 3 to 5% of people that do succeed in those situations, 
they are surrounding, they have surrounded themselves with people that can enhance who they are, but then also step into the gap of where their non-strengths are. Wow. Mind blown. Good. So, and it's so simple. It, it really is. I love the books. Uh, Start with Why by Simon Sinek. Yeah, great if book. If you've never read it, great I book. strongly encourage you to read it. I've had the privilege of listening to numerous, you know, numerous of uh, his speeches. I mean, the, the guy is just a genius. But that book really will transform your thinking to give you to make you open to the idea of why versus what or why versus how mm-hmm. or who. I mean, because we were we are wired differently. We mm-hmm. all have different fingerprints. Mm-hmm. So why does that matter? Why do what? Well, why are there problems with such a high failure rate? And, and how do people get around that? Well, it's really like what you're talking about. It's really quite simple if you know where to look. Right. So why? Why start with why? Because you are the why. Right. Your life matters because we all have we all we all have influence in certain areas of our life. Maybe you have a family, maybe you have positions at work. Or you're in a position at work where you influence people. Maybe you have a, a large social media presence. Maybe you have a small social media presence. The simple fact that you have someone following you on a social media platform means that you have some degree of influence over the life. So that means you have some influence over someone else besides yourself, right? Life is 10% what you make it and 90% how you respond. So if you're if you as a leader are responding to people that are following you, but you don't have you're not grounded in understanding why you do what you do on a daily basis and what drives you and how to really grab onto those things, then your life is going to be like a ship without an anchor. You're going to be tossed about and you're not going to have something that you're going to be really grounded on if you don't understand who you are at the end of the day. So how do you find out who you really are? Are there, I mean, I know there's hundreds of different types of assessments and things like that. But be, even before we, uh, you give us some tools to use, why does it matter? Why, why does all of this self-development, self-help, personal development, call, call it whatever you want. Why does this matter? Well, you and I, right, you know, brothers born for adversity. We're, we're, we were a family. We are a family, right? We, we do life together. So we're, we're created to do life together. We're created for community. So why, why your personality, why your core who you are at the core matters is because it's not for you, right? The very first step in a lot of these inspirational Kool-Aid events, these masterminds and so forth is, you know, master you, be, be who you are and all these things, but they never tell you, well, I shouldn't say they never, they rarely tell you that it's not for you. All these things, all this information is not for you to take and for, and for you to use um, at the expense of other people. It is for you to give yourself away to other people. Think about it. Think about it like this. The more I know about myself, how I make decisions, how I gather information, how I interact with people, the more I begin to see similarities in people and the more I begin to see differences in people. And so the more I know who I am and how I operate, the bigger picture I begin to see of the people that are around me. And I become less and people become more important. So it's it's all about you, but it has nothing to do with you. And we're not talking about confidence. No. Com- confidence and self-awareness are two totally different topics. Correct. You know, saying, I know who I am. I mean, you can say that in the most cockiest, arrogant tone. But when you say in a, a form of, I know who I am wired to be, or I know who I was created to be, that has a much different meaning than somebody who says, well, this is just who I am, and I'm going to do it because this is... This is who I am. Right. There's a lot of great, uh, successful, by the world standards, uh, people out there that are running around doing that, that are spreading that same message. This is why I'm great. This is why I do what I do. And this uh, is why you need to follow and me. And don't don't interfere. Exactly. And so it's listen to me. I've got what you need. You know, come do things my way. Instead of setting setting success up for other people. And so just this idea of, Understanding who I am, why why I'm good at what I'm good at, enables me to become more empathetic with other people and build a bigger system, build a bigger community, build something that's much larger than me. Because at the end of the day, it's not about me. 
It was crazy. I was doing some research on this topic of self-development and I, I was blown away. It's a $10 billion industry. And there's nothing new, right? Like it's go, go to the bookstore, right? The, the biggest section of books for sale is self-help. But yet with YouTube, with all of this free information out there, why, why are we so, why are so many people failing? Why are businesses collapsing? Why are churches closing their doors? Why are marriages and families and divorce rate is and, extremely high. Right. Suicide rate is, it's the number two killer for teenagers. Uh, it just blows my mind. It's awful because it, it impacts our families. It impacts our workplace and it impacts our, our communities. So uh, we talked about um, do, do what you're wired to do. Be who you were designed to be. Well, talk more about that. Um, and where where did this philosophy come from? Sure. Well, just to kind of tie in that last statement about all of this negativity and all of this, all of these things that we see going on in our culture and in our homes and churches and organizations. It's, it's this idea that if we're not doing what we're wired to do, what we're designed to do, we're missing out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's with the advent of technology and all this information out there where we are in the great information age, right? We can go on and research any, we can become an expert overnight in something. I mean, they make TV commercials about it. And they make there's advertising campaigns about it. You know, use our thing and you become an expert overnight. I mean, I can look how to fix a dishwasher on YouTube and, and order the part and have a drone ship, you know, drone drop right on my doorstep <laughs> three hours later. By the way, we do have a YouTube page. Uh, go to YouTube, Critical Bench. We have thousands of videos that will help you with exercise. So if you want to learn more about exercise or fitness, health tips, go to YouTube, search right. Critical Bench. Um, it's great and that's what we're trying to do here. Uh, we're trying to commit, create a community for you to to just be the best. And I hate that be the best person, you know, but we 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 do have a much different mindset than a lot of people out there. Like we, we really do care about who you are and uh, we want you to to live how you were designed to live. Looking to win some free critical bench gear. Here's how. Just write an awesome five-star review on iTunes for the Strong by Design podcast. We'll post the winners on Instagram. Just go to at the Critical Bench, watch our podcast highlight story to see if you've won. We post the winning review there, and if you have won, be sure to DM us. So anyways, back to um, doing what you're wired to do and... Uh, and that that topic there's so yeah there's it's a critical bench uh, youtube channel is a great resource uh i'm proud of my brother uh for doing the work that that he's done uh with uh the guys here uh, and girls too um everyone does such a great job with this organization um, i'm really proud to be a part of it in some small way but this idea of being wired and and doing what we're designed to do um everyone it's the grass is greener syndrome. We always are, we're, we're comparison people. We're comparison animals. We always look at what's out there uh, and we have all this information. We always want something better for our lives. And so instead of owning who I am, what I'm wired to do and becoming the best that I've and, and, and developing the skills that I've been given that I'm more apt to to have in my life doesn't mean I can't or I don't possess things that, that you know I'm not good at. It just means that the things that I'm wired to do are here and I have everything I need to be successful in my own right. I have to uncover them. I have to develop them. And then I have to surround myself with people that can enhance those things in my life, those skill sets that I don't necessarily have or that have developed them further so that I can become the best me. And here's the thing about personality is your personality never changes. Who you are when you're born is the same until the day you die. It's just like having the same DNA. It's like having the same fingerprints. You know, unless you have some physical issue with your fingers or don't have fingers or whatever, you will have the same identity, both physically um, in terms of DNA and fingerprints, as you will with your soul and your spirit, who you are on the inside. What makes Kenny Kenny? What makes Brian Brian? You know, it's not your physical ap appearance. It's who you are as an individual. And experiences can shape that, but they won't change your core. 
Uh, yeah, correct. So experience will help you um, grow in your in the certain areas of your life and your personality that you know um, that you're good at and also uncover things that you're not. But oftentimes we'll get into situations or we'll have someone tell me that, you know, you can't do that. And, and I don't know. I mean, this was probably off, you know, off off course a little bit. But those are two words that I've eliminated or have at least tried to eliminate from my vocabulary and, and from my kids' mouths as well is that these two words are, I can't. It's, I won't, I'm not able to, but saying that I can't do something, like we were supposed to go to lunch today, right? And I said, what did I say? I said, I can't. And then you caught me and you told me, and I was like, shoot, yeah, you're right. I can go to lunch with you, but I'm not able to because I double He doesn't care about his brother No, I do care, kind of. Not really. (laughs) So again, I'm going to keep asking the question, why does this matter? We we just, we had the privilege of... uh, not physically attending, but virtually attending the Global Leadership Summit uh, through our church. And some of the best world's best leaders got up on stage and talked about leadership. As, as a, if, regardless if you own a business, uh, everybody has leadership capabilities. They're placed in a leadership role. It might not be to the extent of leading a country, but if, you've, if you live in a neighborhood, you, you can be a leader. If you have uh, a wife and children or a husband and children, you can be a leader. If you if you have coworkers, you can be a leader. But how, how does personality affect leadership? And from the top down or from the bottom up? Well, it's both, right? A leader has to be effective in interpersonal communication. They have to be able to paint a picture, rally people behind that picture, bring other people around them that can lead other people. Sounds like Jesus Christ. Hmm. It does, doesn't it? Huh. It's interesting. Keep going. So today's effective leaders have to be empathetic. And right, what well, I mean, we just talked about this. In order right. for me to identify and be empathetic with other people, I have to be so well grounded, so well rounded in who I am that I become less. That my life doesn't necessarily matter. I'm not out trying to develop myself all the time, all the time, all the time in these in in non-strengths or what other people call weaknesses. I don't even say they're weaknesses, they're just undeveloped talents and abilities and strengths, when I develop those things in my life that I know I'm good at, that I've, that I know first for a fact that I'm, I'm a good thinker. I'm a, instead of, instead of being super empathetic or, you know, I'm extrovert versus introvert or whatever. When I know those things, I begin to identify with other people first rather than trying to meet my own needs. So in other words, if you are an extrovert and you're talking to a room full of introverts, what roadblocks are you going to encounter and how can you kind of get around those roadblocks? But first, it all stems back to self-awareness. How right. do you know you're an extrovert? Well, you have to know what an extrovert is. There's there's so many tests out there that can help uncover those things. Myers-Briggs, Disc, disc Profile, Strengths Finders, Enneagram, Type Coach. Uh, there's so many different tests out there, programs that you can subscribe to or, or pay you know pay to play. That will give you some kind of information, but it's up to you to determine what you do with that information. Get yourself in a community that, uh, you know, maybe a consultant, a life coach, a counselor, you know, people that buy into this idea that understand that personality matters. And so some of the roadblocks you might find is misinformation, right? If I'm an extroverted speaker talking to an introverted group uh, or, or if I'm talking to a group of people statistically 50% are going to be extroverts and 50% are going to be introverts. So my roadblock is I'm as an extroverted speaker, I'm going to be talking directly to the extroverts and I'm going to want that immediate feedback. If you don't know your audience. Right. But statistically you should know who you're talking to. So yes, statistically, I just gave you a great stat. 50% of your audience, no matter what, no matter what environment you're in, be it an office, a church, even in your household, 50% 50% of your people are going to be introverted and 50% are going to be extroverted. And introversion and extroversion has nothing to do with your ability to speak, has everything to do with how you process and engage uh, in, a, in a, um, a social setting. So for instance, introvert, introverts, and maybe you that are watching and listening can identify, introverts need two to 48 hours to process information. So my wife, who is an introvert, if I'm talking to her as an extrovert, I'm talking to her who's an introvert. 
I, I ask her a question or I need something from, from her, I need to respect her time, her need for time to process that information. I can't go and badger her and say, I need an answer now. You know, what do you think? I need to give her time to think about those things in order for her to gather her thoughts, filter those things out, and then give me something that's well thought um, and something that's really going to um, add value to our lives and to her life as well. So what what would happen? And I, I mean, I know the answer, but it's typical of marriage. What would happen if you as an extrovert expected her to respond to you as an extrovert instead of her responding how she would respond as an introvert? I think I got that. So yeah, I think I made sense. So, I, don't, I don't know. So so if I expected her to respond, if she's an introvert, I should expect her to respond to me. You weren't listening. And I was not listening. I, that made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> In other words, you know who she is. Right. You know who you are. Right. You guys can celebrate the difference. Sure. And you can communicate on a much different level. Right. You can encourage her based on how she's wired. Right. Because you know how you're wired. Exactly. And that creates success. Sure. It's great. It's great success. Once I figured that out, and it was it's just a small little piece of information. But once I figured that out, a lot of the arguments, a lot of the tension in our conversations stopped immediately. Like I'm talking like light switch. Expect, expectations were down or changed. Well, yeah, because my expectation of her was to engage with me immediately. And I once I began to say, oh, it's not about me. It's not about my my need for information, which it is. But if I give her what she needs, I'm going to get what I need from her. So the second I started respecting her need for the pause, for that time to think through things, even when we're engaged in some kind of argument or some kind of conflict in our in our personal life, if I say what I need to say, hopefully respectfully, or at least get my point across and then respect the pause instead of badgering her to give me the information or resolve it now, let her think through things. 99.9% of the time that conflict is going to be resolved simply because I respected her enough, respected her need for that pause enough that she's going to give me that respect back. Absolutely. So we can even tie this back into, I mean, everything we've just talked about, this is why people, you know, individual people and collective groups of people, businesses, they fail is because they don't know who one, they don't know who they are and they don't know who they're dealing with. Right. I mean, it's the same thing with simple business. You know, you have a product and you want to know who you're selling to. If you're selling to an audience or you're trying to push your product on an audience that doesn't want your product, you're, you're not going to sell anything. So you, you need to know your audience. Right. Like and any I, great speaker will say, know your audience. So how do you, for, again, I mean, you can run numbers, you can, you know, do surveys and things like that. But if you don't know who you are or even what your business is about, why you're doing what you're doing, you're never going to know exactly how to reach those other people. Well, exactly. And so I don't need to know everyone's personality in order to be an effective communicator. What I do need to know is what makes me me and my approach to every circumstance. And so Usually what I do, and just because I live in this world and you know, I've, I've had some good experience and, and um, have had some good success with it, I can custom tailor my communication approach to meet the needs of most people. So beginning to understand, you know, how to structure meetings, how to structure conversations and feel people out to get to where I can get them to do what I need them to do or what or what they need to do for themselves that they didn't know when we set out in the conversation or whatever we were I mean, trying to do. Would you call it manipulation? You know what? Here's a great thing, right? Like any with any tool, with any great resource like social media or whatever, a great tool can be used for negativity. And so this is what marketers, this is what great organizations, this is what I dare say government governments do is they manipulate people or even the media. This is what they manipulate people based on what they based on human psychology, based on this whole idea of communicating people, communicating to people in a way that gets them to buy in. Yeah. So that's all, yes, that's a whole different topic. Manipulation happens, but also this with this in the same breath, I can motivate the same people to do great things. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So given what you're given, given what who you are by design, and that's why we love our name strong by design, because you were designed to have a strong mind, body, spirit. Right. So let, let's talk spiritual for a second. Why does, uh, first of all, you know, I mentioned Jesus Christ, you know, the, the best leader on the ever to walk the face of the earth. So 
again, why does this matter from a spiritual component? Well, we're, we're created in God's image, right? So we either have a biblical worldview or we have a non-biblical worldview. The biblical worldview says that we're created in God's image. Therefore, my life matters because I'm a, re- I'm a reflection of God's character. Now, I'm not a reflection of God's complete character or, or his nature, but I am a small representation of it. Jesus, when he came and walked on the face of the earth, he knew how to meet people where they were at. Empathy. He, yeah, because he was a son, he was, he, he was a son of God. He knew people. Um, he knew every individual personality type. He knew what made them tick. He knew how to communicate with them. He was the epitome of the perfect personality identifier because he encompassed and embodied every single personality type, every single core temperament, every single kind of test that we can come up with today. He was and is. And therefore, he knew how to motivate people. I mean, what other movement is there that is that has lasted this long? Yeah. Exactly. So there's got to be something unique about his nature, about the way he treated people and the way he interacted with people. Right. So for those who are listening, give us, uh, you mentioned a couple uh, tools and assessments. Uh, what uh, what can you give our listeners and, and viewers just what, what information can you present to them on how they can start becoming more aware of who they are or mm-hmm. books to read or sites to visit or uh, just a next step action plan? Again, you don't have a book. You don't have a mastermind. You don't have seminars because, one, you love doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And even though you could make money doing this, it you don't really, one, you don't need to. But two, it's not about the money. Right. Which a lot of people make it about. They say, sure. oh, I have what you need. Now buy it. Yeah, there's seems like every year, every couple of months, there's a new book that comes out with a new test, a new spin on this whole, you know, human psychology, human personality um, assessments and so forth. And it really is the same exact thing, just repackaged, rebranded with a little bit of a different twist on it. Um, there are a couple of really good tools out there that really will enable people that are on this mission, on this journey to discover their per- their their personality and their core um, and, and continuing that process. But again, it always comes down to the person understanding why are they on that journey? Why is knowing this information important? And what do I do with it? How do I make this, how do I make this information a change for the good in my life and the people that surround me? So really the, the, the best tool that you've been given is your own brain, your own mind, right? So be open and look into the idea that your personality matters, that it, that it's real, that we're not just some you know, random set of cells floating through the universe without some kind of internal core spirit and this soul that in, embodies me or that I embody with this with this soul that that who I am is is really two two separate things. Right. This soul and this body. But you can't separate them until the day we die. Right. Mm-hmm. So use your own brain and, and just be open to the idea that what makes me unique is not necessarily my physical skills or my physical looks or what what's tangible, but it's this unique innate nature of who I am on the inside at the, at the very core. So just, just be open to that idea. And, th- and, th- and that idea being that openness is a lifelong process. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen by reading a book. It's sure. not going to happen by going to a two, two day, like you said, inspirational Kool-Aid event. It's a lifelong process. Well, it's just like fitness, right? Fitness and health is a journey. And it's 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 just the same. We have to be on this personal development course. Why? Because we have to give ourselves away. We have something. We all have something. We all have something great of great value, right? For created in God's image, we have something of great value to give away to other people. So it's super important that you know, not just for your own self and for your own happiness and joy, but also for the contentment and for the joy and for the development and fellowship of other people in every aspect of your life. That you know this to to the nth degree. Yeah. So if if you for if you're you know you're saying wow all this information sounds great, just know that it does start with that question why. Right. And you start asking yourself questions. And I, I've been doing this lately. Journaling. Journaling is mm-hmm. a great tool to use of saying hey I felt this way this made me feel this way I I did this and it made me feel I mean it's feelings those mm-hmm. are value or they're they're valued right they have value. So maybe start journaling, start writing stuff down because I mean, it's, it's your brain 
your mind being put onto paper. And once you read it, you're almost confirming your action or response. But not only that, not only do you have to just really identify your thoughts or think through these things, but you also have to process the emotion too, right? We're not just a... That depends on your personality. Right. So (laughs) some people are more apt to make decisions based on how they think through things. Logically, they remove themselves from people's shoes. Other people have the ingrained nature of putting themselves in people's shoes to become more empathetic. Now, we both, on both sides, the thinkers and the feelers, have the ability to, uh, or have the capacity to become the other, but one is going to be more... You adapt. Yeah, you adapt. You become more aware of... if. So I'm a thinker, right? So I, I live in the world of making decisions outside of people's shoes. And so what I have to start doing for especially with my wife and kids is I have to be more empathetic and put myself in their shoes in order to make the decisions and understand how every decision I make um, is going to affect them. And so I had to learn that um, based on what I know about myself and make myself my thinker. I had to take that off and become more empathetic and more of a feeler with them. So, but there's, I wanted to give you a couple other things, some other tools out there, because there are some really great tools out there, some stuff that's been, been out there for a long time. You know, obviously the Myers-Briggs, that's a great resource. I'm sure a lot of people have taken, if you've got any kind of um, post, post or secondary schooling, college and university level stuff, maybe you've been in a, in a corporate environment where, you know, uh, they bought into that idea. Uh, So the Myers-Briggs is a great example. Strength, Strength Finders 2.0, the Enneagram, the Disc Profile. One of the resources that I use is uh, Type Coach, um, and it's based on the Myers-Briggs system, but it has an an expansive amount of information and videos and resources for you as an individual and for a team to come in and really um, take the assessment. But then it's it answers the question, well, how do I implement this in in my life? How do I integrate this into our workplace? How do I really make long lasting change? So. That's the program that I use in, in, with my uh, clients and in, in, uh, the organizations that I work with. Um, but just just go just go do a search personality personality type development or personal development. You'll find some of these great resources. But don't forget that this is the place to start, and it's not an it's not an end all be all solution. You have to do the work. You have to be motivated and understanding why you do what you do, and you have to have someone push you. You have to surround yourself with people that are going to say. Take this information, let's process it, let's take it to the next level. Why? So you don't waste your life doing things you're not designed and wired to do. Right? All right we just had this conversation. Yeah. We just had this conversation. Yeah. No. Stop wasting your time. Yeah. Don't do the things that you're not wired to do because there's too many people in your life that are dependent upon your success in your own life. Yeah, I was uh I was having a rough day and I, I knew I couldn't solve my issues by myself. So I reached out to my brother and in the midst of prayer and, you know, self reflection and things like that. I I knew I had the answer. I just needed affirmation from my brother to give me the answer that I needed to hear. So when when you're working with uh, businesses or with uh, establishments and nonprofits and things like that, you give them take home messages. You know, you kind of summarize the day in, you know, a couple of different bullet points to saying, this is what you need to walk away with. So uh, let's hear it. Really, it's, it just comes down to helping them understand that every single person in there, it doesn't matter the audience or what the circumstances that brought us all together, that you're unique and you have everything you need to be successful because you've been given a certain unique skill set to do a certain function. You can't do whatever whatever you want to do. You can't be everything to everybody. You're saying you can't. That's right. Well, I'm saying that you can't. I didn't say I can't, oh. but you can't. You can't do something you're not capable of doing. <laughs> Uh, you're not able to be everything because you have not, because you're not given. Thank you. You're not given the resources and the and the capability to do that. And if it doesn't work, don't force it. That's exactly right. right. Because you are unique. Stop trying to stop trying to live in someone else's shoes, um, and just just own who you are. The second takeaway is we're always. It's this idea that we're not meant to do life in silos. We have to be in fellowship. We have to be in community with people. We hate isolation. There are some people that say it, but at the end of the day. They're still going to die lonely, right? No one wants to die lonely. But you're built for community. You're not designed to do life by yourself. Um, so know yourself. Be grounded and confident in who you are so that you can so that you can get yourself out of the way. The less you become, let me say this, the more confident you are in who you are, the less important you become. Right. Now, you, I didn't say the less influential you become, the less important you become to yourself. And people 
to yourself. Right, exactly. But you you can become, like for my three-year-old right now, she is my world uh, amongst the other kids. But for, for her and her own little world, the less I become for me, the, and the more I become for her and put myself into her life and her world, the more she loves me, the more I see her thrive because she hates to be alone. So it's not about you. 100%. And that's really my third point and my, my takeaway. It's just this constant reminder that it's not about you, but everything in your life starts with you. So don't waste what you've been given and don't waste the talents and the abilities that you have already inside of you. Go out and find people that can pour into you that 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 understand that personal development um, and understanding your personality, your unique skill set and have and have people surrounding you be in this community that helps remind you that it's not about you. That's awesome. So if you want to reach out to Kenny directly, email address is probably the best. Yeah. Um, so just, I guess, a quick aside or a, a quick little uh, shout out. So we we because your experience in the fitness world and my experience in the personality and, and personal development world, you know, we, we started this program fit type and really it, it's exactly what it sounds like is a program that helps identify your best, your, the best way for you to approach your health and wellness. And so that's our little business. You can check out our website too, if you want. Uh, but my email is Kenny at fittype.com. Um, it's really simple. Kenny at fittype.com. Go check it out. Yeah. So definitely if you've got uh, comments or questions, send them an email. And yeah, that's awesome. And that's what we're all about here at Strong by Design. We we want to be a community of like-minded individuals, just not not trying to get through life, but thriving through life. We're trying to become just this unstoppable community where no, no matter what is thrown our way, whether it's disease, whether it's famine, whether it's divorce, we're going to stand together mm-hmm. and overcome it and thrive through it and do what we're designed to do. So to be part of our community, we have many different options for you to uh, to join in on. It's first go to Facebook, uh, Strong by Design on Facebook, but also Critical Bench. We've got two YouTube channels, Critical Bench and the Critical Bench Compound or on Instagram. Um, obviously, we've got this podcast. There's just so many opportunities for you to get connected to what we're doing here. And we want you to be part of our community. So Kenny, Love you. Thank you very Thank much you. for uh, it's fun time putting this wisdom upon us. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Cool. Have a good day, guys. Hey, if you want the free seven worst testosterone killers report, then just text TESTO to 345-345. That's TESTO, T-E-S-T-O, to 345-345. And you'll get a text from me asking for your email. Then you'll get the free report sent to your email inbox. And if you're not in the U.S. or Canada, then you can grab the free report at criticalbench.com forward slash bonus dash video. Thank you for listening and stay strong by design.